Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to hit a couple topics, but they're all really tied together. And the topic really aligns itself with um, what is it you really want out of life? What, what would be adequate for you? What would be something that you really want? And uh, I was at a class, and it was like a goal-setting class the other day. And we were, this is where all this came about. And they were talking about, you know, what is it? Pick one thing in your life you really, really want. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you really want that? And it was really difficult for me because I couldn't really think of anything I really wanted that I don't already have, which is a bizarre concept to think that you're satiated in life. But I found myself satiated. I really didn't have anything I wanted. And they said, well, you know, put something down. I said, okay, well, I'd like to stop snacking at night, reduce my caloric intake at night so my diabetes count would be lower and, you know, I'd be healthier and live longer and, you know, all that stuff. And they went on, they talked to everybody about it. And it was interesting. What got me was the side conversation of the whole thing. Uh, even the, the teacher of the class was bringing up stuff like, you know, I know this guy that he said he was going to get an expensive car, a Cadillac, or, and he bought one. He got one. And I know another guy who said he was going to get a good job, and he got a good job, and he can even afford to buy him, himself a a car and his wife, a Mercedes, and, you know, he's living large. And I know another guy that could afford to buy a house. And I know the guy's heart was in the right place, and he was trying to tell all these young guys and gals in there that, hey, you can you can have whatever you want. You just got to get your motivation on right and, and focus right and, you know, get to work on it and take action, which I totally get. I mean, I talk about the same thing all the time. But the bottom line was that the goals that they were talking about was so, so low, so inconsequential in the scheme of things that it really blew my mind to, to see these people have these lower expectations. It reminds me of a Saturday Night Live skit they used to have called Lower Expectations, where these guys were out there trying to find you know, dating partners, and they were just taking the scum of the earth. And it was the scum of the earth saying, well, I'm better than you to another scum of the earth person. And it was as funny as heck, because you could see that no matter where you are in life, there is that relative expectation that you're just the normal person. You believe you're the normal person. And that there really isn't anything else you could possibly want. And so you have very little motivation because we went into the second part of the of the thing is after you pick something you want to do they say well what is your likelihood that this will actually occur in your life and 
I put like zero to one, zero to two, whatever. And he, he laughed at me. He said, well, why is your so low? And I said, because I don't have any motivation. I said, there's no real motivation to stop eating a snack late at night to keep my diabetes in check. If I can keep my diabetes in check some other way, that just seems to be an easy way to get there. And it doesn't hold a lot of relevance, right? And the guy looked at me and he laughed. He goes, boy, that's, you just spoke about the whole class. He just destroyed my whole class because that's exactly what we're going to talk about. There is, if there is no relevance, if there is no motivation, if there is no why, you know, then there's really no how. And Tony Robbins talks about that all the time. He says, if there is enough why, then how is easy. But if you have no why, and so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself in this class, these people have very little why. Because they have very little expectations to live up to in life. And then I started thinking about, okay, so that's this group of people. This is a younger core of people that were at this, this meeting. So, so what about the next core of people? And I was thinking, yeah, what about all you guys that got jobs? And you've got a house you live in and you've got some cars to drive to work with. You've got that base level of existence that these kids were too young to really even appreciate. They hadn't got that car or multiple cars in their home and the house and the family and the kids and all, you know, tied up in a little bow where they make enough money. One guy whose whole dream was to get a better job. He said, I went out of my job. That was his dream. I said, I went out of my job. Well, if you went out of your job, what is the alternative? You got to have something else. But he didn't know what something else looked like. He just knew he hated his job. So that really doesn't help you. To hate what you have doesn't create a desire for something else. You've got to know what something else is and what it looks like. So all told, I'm sitting here in this motivational talk. It wasn't really a seminar. It was just a small group of people going through this um, training. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. I can see why people aren't successful. My old saying, what gets in the way of a great life is a good life. So there you are. You've got a job and you've got some cars. You've got a good life compared to these folks we were talking to yesterday. You've made it. you got a good life. So when I talk to you about having an incredible life, you don't relate. You don't even know what that looks like. Can't even conceive what that looks like or perceive what that looks like. And so I understand now. I mean, I, I understand better, at least, that what I have to do for you is I'm going to have to open up your eyes a little bit to how incredible the world really is and how easy it is to get to that level in your life. But we have to put in there, first of all, some goals. But the goals are useless if you don't have some dreams, if you don't have Something that you look forward to that says, this is really where I want to be. Because if what you're saying is, this is really what I want. I want the cubicle every day, Dell. I I thrive on the cubicle because everybody I know, all my friends, didn't get the cubicle. I had to go to college to get the cubicle. My college degree allowed me to get the cubicle job of my dreams. And now I just live in the cubicle. Or I'm on the wheel. And I'm traveling the mouse wheel every day, spiraling around in circles, run, 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 run. But I had to work hard to get this job. I remember one of the things he said was one of his friends thought the greatest thing in the world was to get a factory job. And he worked part time for factories forever, shutdowns and so forth. 
to get in with the people at the factory so he could get a factory job or the government job. They talked about getting a government job where there was a pension and lots of days off and all kinds of wonderful things to have a government job. None of which had anything to do with being financially successful, financially free, wealthy, rich. None of that meant anything. It didn't even go anywhere close to those kinds of visions. So whether you're a rat race person on the rat wheel spinning every single day, or you're that guy that took that college education so you could get the cubicle job, whether whichever it is, what we need to talk about today is what's out there. What are the possible success points that you can look forward to if you're really interested? What is the first type of things you should be thinking about financially to change your life? And I think if you have no job, obviously getting a job is your first goal. So I'm not saying that's a wrong point of view. Yes, let's get a job. Next, let's get our bills under control. Yes, that makes sense. And one guy was saying his, his wife wanted him to uh, get a larger home. And he said, no, we've paid this home off. This was an older guy, by the way. He said, we've paid our home off, and I like having no bills, and I don't want to go back into debt. And he was thinking of his home as debt, right? And he goes, I don't want to have to work any harder. I don't want to have to take any more risks and so forth. So to him, just being debt-free was a goal in and of itself. And I think a lot of people believe that. I mean, the Dave Ramsey group has perpetuated that belief system, you know, profoundly, that just being debt-free is a goal. Now, I'm debt-free. It's not my goal. I have debt on apartment complexes I own, uh, and I actually could even pay that debt off. I just don't want to because it's a bad thing to do. You're much better off to have the debt liability-wise, protection-wise, rate of return-wise, which is a whole other seminar or a whole other radio shows, and we've been in there and done them, and you can look them up in the podcast. But today what I'm talking about is what are your expectations? So... I would say that once you've got your basic expenses covered and you've got, you know, the ability to buy Christmas presents for your kids, you know, maybe take one vacation a year. So you start thinking about what is it I really want to do financially? Because I think most people just stall out at that point. They go, I don't really know what to do. I think a lot of people look, they just, you know, take all their problems and put it on debt. And then they have to come back and live a little lower, a little tighter on the budget to, to pay the debt back off. And some of them. They can't do that, and the debt builds up, and they go broke, and you got bad credit, and you know you see the spiral. It happens. But let's talk about the other direction. Let's talk about okay. Let's save some money for a reason. That's the first step in your mind. You have to have a reason to save money, and the reason is to put the money to work. There's no motivation to save money to have a bigger number on a piece of paper, other than, by the way. Uh, the security of sleeping at night, knowing, okay, I got some money in the bank. Something comes up. It won't blow me out. It won't, you know, knock me down. Like my car breaks down, I can get my car fixed or I could rent a car and get to work and keep paying my bills. Whereas if I was broke, man, I couldn't afford to fix the car. I couldn't afford to rent a car. I couldn't get to work. Can't get to work. Lose my job. Lose my job. Can't pay my mortgage. Lose my house. Lose my house and I lose my wife. I mean, just it all one right after the other and down it all goes. I get all that. So let's look at it from the other point of view. If you save some money 
and then you invest the money, something happens that's never happened to you before in your life, except when you lived with your parents. And that is something called passive income. So like right now, savings accounts pay four and a half percent interest and bonds pay five and a half and CDs pay five and a half percent interest. So even without getting into real estate, just saving some money right now, you can earn some interest and start putting money back into your pocket. Somebody, you wake up, you do nothing, you earn money. Now, let's just take it for granted in this discussion that real estate earns a lot more money than a savings account uh, because there's five different ways that your real estate is earning you money. And real estate is not only earning you cash flow and getting you tax benefits, it's also creating long-term appreciation and creating wealth. And that is the whole secret to this thing is that over a period of time, I'm just going to make up a number. Let's say you go buy a million dollars worth of real estate, you buy it with debt, and then your tenants pay it all off. And at some period of time when all that mortgage paid off, you made a million bucks, but you haven't made a million because that million will have appreciated to two million. So you put very little of your own money, maybe 10% of the first million down, you know, which is a hundred thousand bucks. And by the way, just chisel the numbers down if you're starting. Okay, so you got $10,000. You put that down by $100,000 worth of real estate. And and don't get to me about the ratios and the numbers because I can beat all the ratios and numbers with different types of deals. Okay, so just forget about that for a second. Just listen to the math. You put 10% down, 20% down, you buy a million dollars worth of real estate with $100,000. And over the next... 15 to 30 years, the mortgage is paid off and that million is free and clear. And you only put in a hundred thousand now it's worth a million, but that million has gone up, say 5% a year for 30 years. It's now worth 500, it's worth 5 million. I mean, it's unbelievable the difference, right? How wealthy you can get. Now that's not even counting the fact that, uh, it might be making you $5,000 a month in cash flow. So let's knock those numbers back down to a beginner guy. Let's say you go buy one red house. And you put out $25,000 and it makes you $500 a month. Well, that $500 a month, just think for a second. What could you do with $500 a month? Now, one of the things you could do is you could save that money and accelerate your ability to save up the next $25,000 so you could grow exponentially. That is really the right thing to do. But even so, we're not going to just start there. We're going to start with what does the $500 a month do for you. And uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll discuss how this grows and what it does. Because I'm going to make a statement before we go to break right here, and that is this. Real estate changes you. It changes you and the way you see the world. And as soon as you realize that and you start seeing yourself differently, you start seeing yourself as an investor and not as a survivor, as a winner and not as a either a loser or a person just barely holding on. Once you see yourself as that winner that's growing and growing and growing in expectation, then your whole life starts to change. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
with a roadmap to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. You allowed 15,000 members into your sandbox. Thank you. And so that speaks volumes. So for that and as a family. So you know why I did that? Everybody always asks, why did you do this? Because I was an ugly kid. My parents used to have to put a pork chop around my neck so the dog would play with me. And so I always wanted to have friends, and I figured if I could make people rich, they might be my friend. Join Dell and his successful friends. Start with the free online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are discussing expectations in life and uh, how you really need to change your expectations if you're going to really get ahead financially. So we're discussing as we went to break here, um, what would an extra $500 a month do for you? But psychologically, what doing a deal might do for you uh, as far as a person? You work and work and work and work and work and work and work to make enough money to be able to pay your bills. Now, if you can squeeze off enough money and save up, and I don't know how long it'd take you to save up 25,000 bucks. Some of you, very short period of time. Some of you, a very long period of time. But let's say you save the 25,000, you go buy the rent house. Now you have $500 a month positive cash flow. What I'm not alluding to, though, is the fact that you probably, if you did it correctly, uh, with our people helping you, you probably captured, you know, immediately $25,000 worth of equity or somewhere thereabouts. What do I mean by that? Well, if you buy a house, it's a $200,000 house and you buy it, for $175,000, you've just made $25,000. That's captured equity. Now you say, well, what if there's rehab? Well, say we buy it for 150 and we put 25,000 into rehab, right? And then we have it, uh, we own it for 175,000 all in. We've made 25,000 on the captured equity up to the 200,000. Now you might say, well, Dell, that means I don't have 25,000. I had 25 to buy it and 25 for rehab. No. That's not how it works because you don't understand that. You've got to go to the classes to understand how we use hard money, where the hard money lender lends us on what the property is worth after the repair. So we're able to go ahead and borrow the money to do the repairs instead of paying for the repairs ourselves. So as you can see, um, what would happen is you go, you know, it took me six months, a year, two years, whatever it took you to save the 25000 bucks. And it was my whole life savings, everything I had, that all of a sudden I double that. I go from a net worth of $25,000 in savings to a net worth of $50,000 of equity in this piece of property. And before I had nothing coming in per month, and now I have $500 coming in per month. Well, now let's do two of those. We do the second one, and now we've got you know, $100,000 worth of equity out of nowhere. We're worth 100000 bucks, and we now have $1,000 a month coming in. Come on, guys. What could you do with the thousand bucks a month? Go to your wife and say, hey, if I gave you a thousand bucks a month more to spend, just to do anything you want with, we already got our bills covered or whatever and paid. And by the way, if you don't, the thousand would sure help on that. But if you got all your bills covered and paid, what would you do with the thousand bucks a month? Go to your wife, ask her, will we put our kids through college? Will we buy a new car for a thousand a month? You could definitely make a car payment. You know, do you want a new car? What is it that would 
put a smile on your face and make it so when you get up every single day, life is worth living. That's what happens with me. I get up in the morning and I live in a really incredible home and I walk out back and it's just unbelievable. Like there's, I've put it on Facebook before. You can look me up on Facebook and some of the pictures are in there somewhere, but I mean, my house is unbelievable and my yard is even better than my house. It just blows my mind. And then I have garages filled with tools and toys and just, you know, what's the difference between men and boys? The price of the cost of their women and toys is what it comes down to. Um, and so I just live this incredible life. And I'm not saying that to impress you, but to impress upon you. I actually get up in the morning. And it just it brings happiness and joy to my life. Just get up with my dogs. I got these huskies that I love. And I've always wanted huskies. And I finally just told myself, darn it, I don't care if anybody says that there's too much fur with huskies. I've wanted huskies my whole life. I got myself a couple huskies. Now I wake up every morning with my huskies. We do daddy-doggy time for 30 minutes where we just lay on the couch together and pet and roll and cuddle and lick and have a great time. Then we go outside and we do potty time and they run around the yard. Then we do feed the fish time, uh, you know, and then we go, you know, do the pool time where we go to the pool and, you know, we set up the pool for the day and maybe I take them to the garden center or maybe I take them for a walk. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. Then go work out, you know, do a radio show for an hour and they wait for me outside the door while the bus doing the radio show. Then, you know, get up and go work out and, and then We've already done all that in half a day and got the whole rest of the day and night ahead of you to spend time with my wife and whatever. You go, well, well, what about going? There is no going to work. So let's talk about the next goal. The next goal is now that you've got this thousand, two thousand dollars a month coming in, at some point, this money is growing very rapidly. You're making a lot of money each month in cash flow that you never had. I'm going to share something with you you don't realize. You couldn't realize it until you get there. And that is when you are making a lot of money and you're seeing results, it's going to motivate you to save even harder. Now you and the spouse can get excited about saving because now you see the benefit of saving. Now all of a sudden where you were wasting money on cigarettes and beer and wine and garbage and junk food and this and that and other things you just waste money on and 400 channels of cable TV and blah, 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 whatever it is you waste your money on. You start going, you know what? We don't really need all that. We could use a little bit of that money to save even quicker and buy us more freedom. That's what we're buying is freedom and your money and your wealth start to grow exponentially. And then all of a sudden you wake up, it's two years later. Two years is nothing. I'm telling you, I've had two-year stints where I was sick and I had to get through something. And you wake up two years later, and it's like a blink of the eye, especially the older you get. And all of a sudden, you're worth half a million to a million dollars. And you've got two to $5,000 a month positive cash flow coming in. And it's just like... At that point, you start looking at leveraging and moving up and buying duplexes and fourplexes and maybe small apartments. And knowing that one or two more very well-placed purchases will make you enough income that you can actually equal or exceed your earned income. Now, that is the magical day. That is the day you celebrate freedom, the day you make as much passively as you make in earned income. Right. 
that is the day you no longer have to get up and go to work. And I'm going to share with you something about that. The day you decide you no longer have to go to work, work takes on a whole new meaning. You are no longer there because you have to be, which makes it miserable in many cases. Even stuff you like to do, if you have to do it, it's not that much fun. But the second you don't have to do it, and you're going to work, and it doesn't matter how bad the boss's day is and how grumpy he is, doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Now it's like, hey, I really enjoy helping people do this, or I'm an engineer building this and designing that. You really get to get into what you do at work, and you really start to enjoy your work. But you know that if it all goes away, you don't have to worry about it. So you can do it with enthusiasm the way you want to do it. It really makes life completely different. Now, at some point along the way, when you realize that you can make money without working, and by the way, that's a relative term. You put a little effort into something to set it up, a little effort into operating your business, whatever that business your choice is that you choose. Uh, but you don't work in your business. You work on your business. you got to make sure of that. And again, there's many, many radio shows about working on your business, not in your business. But you set this all up correctly, and you're making this money without working a lot of hours, without doing much. Then you start to question. You really start to question do I really need this job? And now the conversations with the spouse become different. You start thinking, what if? What if I didn't have a job? How do I cover insurance? How do I, can we keep saving? And in many cases, remember, you saved when you had a job. Well, you just save when you have passive income. It just changes over, that's all. And maybe you decide, I don't want to quit completely. Maybe I'll just go part-time now. Buy some time back so I can have the mornings with the kids or the grandkids. One of the things that I did early on in my life is I said, okay, here's how much money I make. I'm going to save X percentage of it. And I read in a book, Think and Grow Rich. No, it wasn't Think and Grow Rich. I'm sorry. It was Richest Man in Babylon, where the guy talks about you should pay yourself first. Now, what does pay yourself first mean? It means you pick out what you're going to save each month, and you save it, and then you live on the rest. You pick a dollar amount each month you're going to save, whether it's $100 or $500 or $5,000, whatever it is, and that comes out first. And now, if you don't have enough money for the 40 channels of cable, you cut down to 10 channels of cable, or you start watching TV over the Internet, which is very possible nowadays. Other people do it by watching their thermostats. There's lots of ways that you can find wasted, underutilized funds and wasted underutilized time to build up this world of passive income. But when you do, at each and every level you get to, you're going to find a whole new you involved. One of the things I did was I told myself at one point I was making so much money and I had not yet got used to making a lot of money. And so it was kind of weirded out to me. And I thought, okay, I bought another apartment complex that was going to make me another $50,000 a month. And I thought, you know what? If I'm going to make this extra $50,000 a month, I'm going to spend at least $500 a week of it in fun. I'm just going to start taking my friends out to eat and drink. And it was kind of funny, you know, because... And I also started looking into mobile home motorhomes and looked into yachts and looked into all these different types of recreational vehicles. And I found that I had no desire for any of those recreational vehicles whatsoever, which is a whole other show I'll go into. But the bottom line was, is that I found that I couldn't even spend all the money. And someday, there's a goal to have so much income you can't spend it all. 
Hope this helps. Have a great day. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.